0: Central.com.
1: Good morning and welcome to another installment of Disrupt with myself and Bumin Thank you for joining us uh, once again. Um, for those of you that are new to the show, on this show we focus on immersive disruption through in-depth conversations with industry leaders and other people that – are doing things differently that are going against the grain and and really looking to be disruptive forces within themselves. We also analyze um, emerging technology trends across various industries with each of our guests and talk about the journey that they have pioneered as game changers to become avid disruptors. Um, In the show today, we've taken a slightly different approach. You know, we've been off the air for a couple of weeks and we thought to make a comeback with Take an approach and have a more than one guest in the studio with us. I've got three very energetic um, young disruptors that have joined us in the studio. Good morning, everybody. How are you?
2: Good morning. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Thank you for joining us on Disrupt with Empowerment Lapo. I've got with me in the studio Rebete Nguane, the owner of KF Designs. Hi, Rebete. How are you? Hi.
2: How's it going? Good in you.
1: Great. I've got Pessy Maimela who tells me he is a regular on radio. Pessy, how are you today?
2: I'm great. I'm great, Boomi.
1: Pessy, you're a fine artist and you create portraits using salt. Yes, I do. We're going to talk about that. That is sounds very disruptive. <laughs> and then we've got Siabonga Sia Siabonga, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. Siabonga, your business, you manufacture speakers, Bluetooth speakers from... Recycled P V C pipes, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay, very interesting. And I forgot to say, Rebe, so your business, you manufacture fashionable items, so handbags and leather goods using recycled tires.
0: Tire tubes, yes.
1: Recycled tire tubes. Okay. So a very interesting show we have to do to ha- we have today. It's not all about technology, but really about how disruptive energies can take different forms. I'm gonna start with you, Sia Bonga. Um, and talk about art, because um, art is typically something that would be very far from the technology or the disruption space, as we consider it. How did you get into creating artworks from
2: Salt? Oh, okay. Uh, it's not Siabonga, it's pesy, So
1: Percy, pardon me. Percy, my mail, of course, yeah. yes.
2: Okay, how did I start this? Mm, I used to work as a merchandiser around from uh, 2000, 2009, and then around 2014, I discovered this uh, This other day I was bought, uh, and what 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 we do is, when when there's like a damaged pack of salt or a damaged pack of soap or damaged pack of any product, we dispose, we clean up the after the messes, and then, yeah, and then we throw away the damaged thing. In in your previous, in your yeah, in in my previous job. Okay. So this other day I I I was bought. uh, I finished my my. my chores, <laughs> my work earlier. Okay. So I was roaming around the store, and then once I head to to the storeroom and I opened the door, I saw this damaged pack of salt, and then the idea just came to me, because the salt is white and then the surface was black, so there was a bit of contrast where the salt was scattered a, a bit much, and then where the salt was a clump. So that difference attracted me to produce something within that moment, because that was like a magical moment for me, like seeing the salt and, and, and referring it to the color of a page and seeing that uh, that flow and referring it to a color of a pencil. So then I decided, okay, let me just try something since I have time. And then out of, out of that moment, it was magical. Like all of a sudden I was... Had, <laughs> had you
1: created... Were you an artist? Had you studied okay. fine art before? I mean, how did you get the inspiration to think you could create something out of... Waste product essentially that 's what it was
2: oh okay yeah I've been, I've been creating artworks ever since my early ages okay. so i 've been using pencil i've 've been using like all, all these traditional mediums okay so the normal art i 've been doing so it was just a, the idea that came to me at that particular time so
1: Okay. Yeah. So within that space, so basically, it was like waste products, so it was damaged goes that you then saw an opportunity to create an artistic piece out of that. Definitely, to get, to give it a second life, in effect. Definitely. And and since then, um, you're now focusing solely on doing the art. You are no longer a merchandiser, Is that correct?
2: Yes. Uh, I had to resign. Okay. I I I was planning to resign uh, uh, somewhere along the way, so I resigned, focusing mostly in doing art. Okay. Because. That is where that is who I am actually So me going to work in the morning Doing something different Is kind of like taking away from who I am actually Yes So then I decided to be fully me oh, Fantastic
1: Rebetsu, I'm going to now come to you KF Designs um, What were you doing messing around with tires And trying to create <laughs> handbags with tires?
0: <laughs> Funny enough um, you know, I'd, I'll tell you, it stems from... I've always been in the waste industry more than anything. It was my start, okay, and it's been my continuation. And I think, you know, our the interaction with those that work in landfills, the things they pick up, the rubbish that we consider rubbish, you yes. know, um, and being able to think of different things to do with it, that's how we bumped into tire tubes. And we had to find... I mean, we've used plastics before and they're not durable. Yes. So we had to find something that was durable, something that is um, sustainable as well, you know, and that's how we bumped into tire tubes.
1: And so what were you doing in the waste industry? Were you Were you like in the recycling business
0: or... The previous business, yes okay. um, That had a large focus on plastics And I, I chose to stay within the industry Because it's booming There's a, a, a large conversation around Circular economy, the green economy It's the buzzword, you know yes. And it's not just the buzzword He has the buzzword everywhere So it's, it's a clear indication that I need to be in there And yeah. that's exactly what I did
1: And so what does your company actually do? So you collect these uh, tire tubes And what do you do? How do you get from tire tubes to create? Handbags, purses, and all the goods. I see. There's one of your products here yes. on the table. How do you get to this point?
0: So we have um, different agreements and partnerships with different entities, your dealerships, farmers, the likes. You know, people that use tires extensively, okay. Um, especially tires that aren't tubeless as yet. Okay. And they're the ones that supply us. Then they get picked up from their premises, brought back. Oh, excuse me, brought back to our premises. And from there, we then go through a process of cleaning um, and pretty much making it brand new again, upcycling it to, to create greater value. And then it's taken to the production department where we then make our products.
1: And did you study fashion? No. Um, uh, design? <laughs> no,
0: nothing. Nothing to that nature. I studied marketing. You
1: studied marketing. Yes. So then to get to the point where you were designing product, what inspired that?
0: I I think when I wanted, when I chose my degree, I chose it not to become it, but to use it as knowledge. Okay. Um, And I think anything in marketing enhances your creativity. It requires that you be creative, thinking out of the box. And I, I think I thought for my own career, I need to think out of the box. I need to be creative. I need to do something that's not the norm. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Okay, fantastic. Siabonga, your story is also very fascinating. Um, In fact, I came across your company on social media where people are posting stuff about these speakers. Can you just give us an idea of what is the background to your business? How did you get to the point where you're now manufacturing speakers from recycled PVC pipes?
3: Okay. um, My story is very kind of like funny, like the story of Mr. Lamborghini. Because back... (laughs) I had a frustration with with the set device. Okay. But the story goes like this. I think a month and 6 months ago, a, a year and 6 months ago, yes. I bought I bought a, a a portable bluetooth speaker from a retail shop. Okay. Um, so I use it within a space of 3 months the speaker broke down. Oh, since I'm a big fan of music, I thought to myself, maybe I was very careless with the device, I bought the second one. Okay. Would eventually broke down it in 3 months but differently. Then I was in a case where like, I can't live without music because I use it on my juggler every day. Finally bought the last one that ended up breaking down it in three months <laughs> differently. So here I was stuck with three devices that are all broken, broken in different parts, and I said to myself, there's no way I'm going to buy the fourth speaker because I love music and I can't live without music. Let me study these three devices and come up with something that would really be more durable something so that it doesn't break down within three months. That's something that will have more features. something that will be easily customizable, something that would just suits my daily juggling because I, I was using the other three speakers on my bicycle and everywhere I go. So I, I spent close to a year studying three devices and developing my own device. So okay. within, within a year, I had my own device completed, which was very loud, which was easily customizable, which was, we had more features with a longer battery lifespan. But now the funny thing is that remember i used the three broken speakers and and the the container that i was using to test the, the speaker that i was developing i used my old guitar i used my old bag and then I, 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 the best component was the pvc pipe that i found that was lying around around where i stay cuz they were building building up new rests at the university so yeah out of out of that pvc pipe i came up with my best version of my speaker
1: did you use components from the other broken speakers to create your own product is that how you got to that stage <laughs> yeah, yeah so you so you recycled uh, low quality products to create something better effectively yes. and um, and so you are now playing this on your bicycle and this got the attention of people that obviously could hear what you could see and hear the product that you created okay and so just take me from them then so you you, you now have this product people are asking you questions what happened next
3: Okay, when I had all these people asking me questions, I never take them serious because, I mean, the purpose was to make a speaker for my own use, nothing else, and to focus on my daily job and every activity. So it reached a point where I had, the number was growing of people who were really interested. And and in this case, I'm talking about the people who are low-income, earners, security guard, cleaners, people who are, Pedestrians, so would pass me on their way to work, coming back from work. So at some point, I had 30 people who really wanted to pay the price that I paid the retail store for the speaker that I had. And I'm like, let me give it a try. This is business. Because when you have 30 people who have 600 rand each. I mean, that was like a very high motivation for me to yes, say. Yes, absolutely. Let me go and tap into this, into this, to this market. So yeah, that's how I started.
1: Okay, and then I mean, this is a, a broad question, but I'll come back to you, uh, rabbit. So when you had the concept to say I want to upcycle, you know, this waste material essentially and create a product from it, at that stage, it's not a business, right? It's still an no. idea. Yeah. Okay, so. What is the journey that you took to take this idea And, and really transform it into a business?
0: Yeah, what a journey um, I mean, I think First and foremost I had to Create a market for it Because um, Firstly, in our country It's still a, a bit of a taboo concept To make anything out of upcycled anything We're still very brand conscious Yes Um. So I had to do my research and at least try to find, like, one or two individuals that are willing to buy it, you okay. know, um, and then expand from it and expand from it with a team that's equally passionate about what you're doing, which is also a hard concept, you know. um, So creating the, the, the type of team you require, creating the market for it um, that's non-existent, is, is, I think, the path that we definitely, the journey that yeah. we and had how did to go, you
1: go And how did you go about doing that? What were some of the steps in that process?
0: We were knocking on doors.
1: Knocking on doors. So it was <laughs> yeah?
0: <laughs> we definitely knocked on doors because we service not only the retail fashion side, but we also do um, customization bags for different industries, like the mining and construction industries were quite involved in that as well. You okay. know. So we also had to adapt our material to people's needs. Okay. And solving problems for them.
1: Okay. So yeah. that's 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 an aspect I wasn't um aware of. So you also provide industrial products yes. effectively out of the material. Talk yes. talk to me about that.
0: So like I say, it was a customization process where somebody comes to us and says, You know what, I use this bag, it breaks like CSS, default bags that just break, yes. you know. Um is there something sustainable that you can make for us? you know, and you prototype one thing and you say, "Please go test it out, give me your remarks and um that's 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 what we did with the mining products where one contractor came to us told us about these bags we made, and then they started buying for their team then obviously, other contractors are seeing people from the mines are seeing
1: I see you see yes and then. So the quality of the product, I guess, is what gave you the power of word of mouth, effectively, to grow the brand. Yes. Fantastic. And then, Percy, on your side, I mean, if I think about what you do, it's, it's not that I can take that work of art and put it on my wall. No. Right? So I experience it in the moment and I consume it in the moment. Yes. How do you build a business around something that essentially expires as soon as I've looked at it to a certain extent?
2: Uh, okay, I think it's the same question as, like, music. If if you do, uh, if you you are musician, yes, you create a CD, which is a hard copy of what you you've got, yes. But you you make money out of concert, out of the performance, out of the performances. Okay. So people would come to the, to the performance because it's not exactly what you say. Like it's not as it is on the CD. It's live. And then it's giving us that vibe at, the, at that particular moment. Yes. So that's what I i am actually selling. Like, you come and and it is a different thing seeing a picture and seeing the process of the picture being done. Mm. Okay. It's like seeing a baby being born, and then the saddest part is when you see me destroy the right. <laughs> the, the whole thing. Yes. So I'm 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 sort of uh, showing you uh, like giving life uh, in in a like. Showing you a process between life and and death in a- sp- in a short span of time okay like if I produce an artwork for that will take me an hour to produce yes. like okay that's nine months of uh, conceiving a baby and uh, birth. Okay. Then you yeah watch you are watching that and then you're like wow, and then it leaves for a moment, you take selfies you you record uh, videos you video uh, uh, what what you call this um Go live on uh, whatever channel And And then there comes the sad part.
1: And do you always destroy it in front of the audience or you reserve it for later? Always, always. You always destroy it in front of They
2: have to see it.
1: It's part of the process. Yes,
2: you you have to understand that we're going to live, we're going to be born, we're going to live, and then we're going to die. So if you don't understand me destroying that art piece at that moment, that means you don't understand the concept of dying.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that concept and bring it back to sustainability because really the lead-in for our conversation today is that um, we understand that now we are in the fourth industrial revolution. And really what that industrial revolution is driven by is how technology becomes part and parcel of every aspect of our lives. Okay, mm-hmm. And so I want to then bring it back to say then how, what does sustainability look like within that context? Because, you know, typically when we talk about sustainability, it's really just about green, you know, about the environment. But I think there's a broader context, and and Percy, from an art point of view, there's a broader context to the sustainability topic. How do you lean into that or respond to that?
2: Sustainability regarding this This,
1: artwork. Yeah, regarding art becoming – how does art remain relevant and sustainable in a world that's becoming very digital, where everything is about online, it's about being connected, it's about, you know, fast-moving environments. But you're talking really about you taking time to create something. Out of very tangible materials, which we then, which will evaporate very soon after. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, yes. Sustainability. You have like you have your child, your childhood memories, right? Yes. So, how do you sustain your childhood memories? You, you internalize it. You imagine it. Yes. You remember it. Yes. So, now I did a drawing in front of you. I did your drawing in front of you. The salt art. Yes that's that's like a memory that's that's going to be preserved in your uh, subconscious uh for however long it depends on your life absolutely yes but then on on the other hand is as as you are saying today in nowadays social media uh, internet that's how we we preserve everything like if I get your num your cell phone number i don't need to put it in my phone I can just Back, uh, like put it on my backup or, or on cloud or something. Yes. So in in future terms if you don't change my uh, your phone, I still we still have that sustainability of <laughs> the contact. You see. Yes. So yeah, uh, we don't need for my my side. You don't need that hard copy because if, if if it's just a hard copy, then it's for one person. Okay. If I produce an artwork and I sell it, it's just for one person. It's going to be in their wall or in their sitting room for uh, eternity. Yes. But I did it and then you shared it and then uh, uh, your brother shares it and then that that connection and it grows. And it It grows. grows, Uh, In order for it to be a permanent thing, then I'll be like just, that would be just for one person. So, it will. It will still be sustainability, but it's hidden sustainability in a way.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, from your side, uh, Sia, um, you know, w- did you get into this business to look at? I mean, were you specifically looking to create a sustainable business around engaging recyclable materials, or was it purely coincidence?
3: Uh, in my case, I would say it was. I was. Uh, uh, it was just coincidence. Okay. Because, I mean, uh, I didn't have that in mind, but when I sat down and connecting the dots, I said to myself, I mean, here I am with such an amazing PVC pipe available in stock, and I've created my own device out of it, but the university, there's a lot of building that are taking place, and I said to myself, okay, let me see, let me collect the rest of the material and keep it for... For for later production.
1: Okay, so you you source your material from building sites effectively. Eh? So yes, from building sites. And, and the initial inspiration you told me was from what was happening at the university. So can you talk about there was construction happening there?
3: Yeah, they were building up new houses at the university. So every, every time I would pass by this place, I, I think currently we were running our own project, and so on our tech shop that we had at the university, we, we use an old recycled tank but a PVC tank. Okay. So and the aim was to fully build the tech shop using recycled components. Okay. So we've we have been looking around the beans, looking around the places, but not for the speakers, yes. To do other projects which is which is more than just doing the tech shop. Okay. So, so I mean, when we're looking around, there's these three sites where they're building up new races. And, and then we say to ourselves, let's just go there and take one pipe. Maybe it might be of use. And and, and we're amazed that there's so much of them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And so that alone triggered thought outside to ourselves. I mean... You can see close to a hundred components lying around that need to be thrown away, and they're also a big problem to the constructor because they don't even have enough space to keep all their material. Yeah, so
1: so you're adding value to that process. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you, you, you entered this business, I think, with a much clearer perspective because you came from the waste business and you yeah. identified an opportunity within the space. Um, Looking at sustainability into the future, um, wh- what are your views on it? Where do you see us going?
0: Oh, what a question. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, I, I, and, and I'm really asking because, you know, you, you, you entered the business, mm. the the waste management business, and it's really about, I guess, creating sustainable ecosystems, right? Yes. But you're now marrying that with business to say, okay, but there can be Profitable ancillary enterprises that are built out of this. Mm. So maybe to simplify the question, um, is is sustainability a key focus of yours, or is it really about finding the right input? So if you could find the required materials from another source, would that be okay? would that would that interest you from a business point of view? Or are you specifically looking at businesses that are, you know? Um, Upcycling or recycling uh, materials
0: I definitely Am just looking at anything that I can Upcycle and recycle and I think I say this because The concept of being able to Use Something that was previously Discarded and it still has a, A functionality shows Sustainability you know um, that there is something sustainable in this product and it can still be used, you know, and, and I think that's why I keep on delving back into this industry because it, 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 it's a clear indication, you know, and I think that's where we need to be leaning towards because I think we're at a point where we've exhausted quite a lot of things and we need to start thinking of unconventional ways of doing um, things and and being able to continue operating within our economies, um, and and building future things.
1: Absolutely, you know, the, I'm sitting and I'm thinking if I look at the typical South African, maybe even to a certain extent, the typical African experience, it's not necessarily top of mind to create stuff. Do you get what I mean? So typically the approach would be Buy some sort of product And then resell it at a markup Or or get a job and and get paid a salary Yeah Um, And and you guys have kind of taken The more difficult route of actually (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Of of creating something You know What makes you want to You could choose far more conventional methods Of making an income
2: Yeah Actually I've been there I was working like 9 to 5 Yes Yeah so <laughs> Imagine that uh, you are a creative. Yes. You are working a nine to five. Let's say uh, your your job is to carry a, a big rock from this point to this point, and then while you are carrying a big rock from this point to this point, then, uh-huh. then your mind just uh, like your creativity minds just sparks something like now that's that that, that is a dis- disturbance between you and the, uh, the job that you are working at the t- at that moment. Okay. So. What I'm trying to say is, if, if you have it in you, it's going to haunt you until you pursue it. it, It's going to haunt you. So that's what, that's what happens. So I I decided, no, let me do me. And then actually I was, I was, I was trying, like trying, I was doing sketches, uh, like portraits while I was working. So sometimes I cross night and then tomorrow I'm going to work and I haven't slept. Okay. And then, I was enjoying the whole night. Now I'm. I'm
1: now I have to spend the whole. Now day I have not to spend the whole <laughs> the
2: whole day not enjoying myself. And then if it happens that I'll get a, a, a client because working at night that's me. Like not not that I like working at night, but I'm doing me at night. Yes. So I'm enjoying that than what I'm going to do in the morning. Well, I'm getting paid at the uh, month end. I'm getting paid. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But then what if I, I stop what I'm doing for uh, what? What if I stop my employment, and then. Try to focus more on this, because if if I was doing an artwork that that is uh, in a night, I was doing an artwork that will cost you, uh, uh, someone will pay you like at least three hundred or five hundred. Then if I can I can manage to get clients, that will uh, that will make uh, I will have orders for maybe the whole week to sustain me. Yes. Then that would be something uh, worth living a job for. Yes. Then it's better I go hustle for clients. And then work, and then go back hustle for clients, and then work. Cause I'm enjoying that moment. Absolutely. And then, besides, I'm growing myself. Cause that's that's the main, that's the the whole thing. Like if you are you you are being employed, and then you don't feel like you are growing. Cause as human beings, like we have that thing. Like if we feel like we're not getting anything from what we're doing, like we've we've uh, exhausted whatever knowledge we were supposed to get. Yes. Then we feel like we are stuck. Then we get frustrated, and then we start uh, complaining a lot. So that's what I don't want to do mm. I didn't want to do that anymore mm. Yes
1: See, uh,
3: Yeah, I think I, I really love this part of our conversation <laughs> I'm <laughs> off
2: I'm, I'm of a different
3: Thoughts of you When I heard you say As as South African or as African We're really, really not into recycling Okay, look at this case I mean, we were recycling Before the civilizations come
1: Okay, please share
3: Because look at this we, Our fathers used to use cow dung <laughs> <laughs> for to keep the floors <laughs> shining.
1: Absolutely. And yes. they used to
3: take the old tree and make fire. Yeah. And besides that, they used to take the old skin of a cow mm. and make a shield. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Used to take an oh then they and then they used to take uh meat and keep it in the in and in, in, in the roof and then eat it later on. They used to take a skin of a, of of a snake. And they' use the skin of a snake to make a bracelet, even that this traditional bracelet that we that, that people put on yes. so and even the houses that they built they used to take mud, they used to take grass, dry grass, and beside that, I grew up in the township where I grew up, they used to take a machuba, which is a certain very cheap traditional alcohol type. they will put mud inside those, and then they will build the bricks, okay some will take pokers. <laughs> and better house out of Parkers. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. so I mean if you see people who are staying in shanks and the township, real township, every household is made out of recycling material. Besides it. Back in the childhood when I was growing up, uh uh, uh we we used to play homes. You'll be you you play in this mini house built out of recycled material. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: what's what's changed then? Because my sense now is that we've we've kind of just then moved into much more of a consumer Focused type of mindset. What has changed? What? What are? Why are young people not gravitating towards what you're describing as, I guess, our heritage to a certain extent?
3: I would say what has changed is civilization. We'll tell <laughs> you that <laughs> you civilized now. So since you are civilized, you don't drink water with an with an old Coca-Cola bottle. Or old tin, you know, you know the test of drinking water from an old tin that have been convected into a into into a cup. A yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now, now we told that you need to drink bottled water. <laughs> <laughs> we told that now you you you, you can't go into the forest and get yourself some. So, because you know there are dried fruits yes. that we
1: eat. Yes, they healthy. Yes,
3: but now in store they are dried fruit that are sold. They spilled on. Which our ancestors used to eat back in the day But now because it's called on It's more like a several
1: years <laughs> <laughs> Re- so I mean, what, what are your views? Um, because I, I know what Sia is saying But at the same time I mean, We still need to offer the right quality of products right? Yes. Because people have gotten used to a certain taste They've gotten used to A certain quality standard mm. um, So how do we make sure That we can still compete at a quality And a taste and aesthetics level but still offer products that are sustainable.
0: I think it's actually the, the, the journey that we took where we said, yes, we upcycle, but we still merge with the modern. Okay. You see. Um, and that's crucial where, yes, we want to remain sustainable. Yes, we want to, um, upcycle. Yes, we want a fourth industrial, all of that stuff. But let's not forget. You know that there are certain things that are still applicable now that we can apply to the two, merge it, okay. um, and it and advance from okay. there. What
1: know? does that look like in your business? So, where where are the merging points? What are the, some of the things you've done in your products that bring this recycle world with the modern, or bring the two together?
0: I mean, with every single bag that we have, yes, every bag has an element of, uh, the recycled tire troop. But we do still go out there and we search, we search modern trends, you know, we search what's in, is it lace, is it, um, uh, is it patterns, is it houndstooth, you you get what I mean, and merge the two because we need to also sell the concept and the concept to the consumer is what's current. Yes. You know? Yes.
1: And, and see in your products, so how do you bring the tools together? Cause I know you've got obviously the PVC pipes, but I mean, Bluetooth is a modern technology. You're not going to find anything that you can recycle to create a, a Bluetooth connection.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, I think in my case, I, I mean, I believe that you cannot have a hundred percent recycled product. Mm-hmm. So, in our case, we would buy these modern components, which could be your bluetooth amplifiers, your batches. But I think th- the privilege of recycling is that working on your prototype does not cost you
1: yes, <laughs> yeah, because <Yeah>.
3: sometimes <laughs> it's expensive to work on, a, on 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 a prototype yes, you'll be limited by budget, sometimes we have enough budget, but limited by the availability of what you want okay, and sometimes we find that you have. The money, you, you have the supplier, but now the modification is expensive because the modern, modern equipment or, mo, uh, or any modern equipment will need a certain tool in terms of modifying. But with, the, with this recycled material, it's so easy. You can do it a hundred times. And besides that, you have an, I mean, another, another advantage is that South Africa is not a clean country. If South Africa was a clean country, believe me, you wouldn't have. You, you wouldn't business. have any input materials.
2: Yeah, it's starving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, as much as it, somebody might be complaining that South Africa is a dirty country, but it's an advantage. Yeah. We can. out of that advantage. We could have so many businesses. Yes, because mm. they will have all the companies that are taking all the construction, all the PVC parts from construction sites every day before, after they've been cut off. I'll be out of business. Okay. And not only me. Look, she's doing tires. Mm. Look, the man is doing salt. That I, I, I mean, he said he just said to us that he was he saw so salt that was being disposed. There. If that salt was not there, <laughs> believe me. So <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, I think I, I mean that's what makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's my view. I, 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 I guess ahead. I guess what what he's saying is, okay, it is we we are not living in a clean uh, country. But in, 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 instead of you complaining that is like an opportunity for you. What what can you do to gain out of that? Absolutely. Yeah, if you see some debt there, then what can you do to benefit from that? How can you turn it into something? Mm. I I like the the line of
1: conversation there because what I want us to talk about now a little bit is how corporates can maybe learn from some of the things or even individuals in corporates can learn from some of the ways in which you have engaged your businesses, right? Because what you've essentially done is you've taken an input that would otherwise be waste material and you have, I mean, beneficiated it to a certain extent and to create something very valuable. In your case here, you're even selling your products at the same price as what the established suppliers were doing. <laughs> so let, let's just talk about that mechanism a little bit because there's a, there's a business learning in that. Um, at which point, I mean, I, I know you've said people started asking for the product, but there's a point where you realized this could be big right so there's a point where I can make a bit of money, and then there's a point you get to be like, this could be big. I want you to take me for for all of you that moment when you realize this could be big you know what what was it that you saw at that moment, and what can we learn from that moment
3: okay uh, in my case, I would say it it it, it, it was the database that I had of people that were really <laughs> sold into the concept. And, and uh, looking at the gap in the market that nobody was doing that locally. All the product, all the product that were available were from overseas. And looking at the point that it's made out of 80% recycled material. So my profit margins were very good. Absolutely. And I said to myself, ah, there's so much money to be made looking at the fact that I'm getting this free of charge. So the only hustle, uh, the only thing that will worry me is getting the other technical components. So I think That was the most exciting part on, 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 on my journey. And, and, and looking at the fact that there were so many construction taking place all over the country, because since we are a developing country. Yes. So I said to myself, I can sell to the first 30. I can sell to another 30,000. I can sell even to 3 million. Because we are not there. We're still developing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: So I said, there's time for me to make money instantly. There's
1: time for me to make money in a long term. Fantastic. Uh, Rhea, on your side, that moment.
0: I think I actually have a different approach, not an approach, a, a, a different, um, how it happened okay. for me, you know, and I think for him, because he knew where he was getting materials, he, he also knew how much he should be charging. I didn't know. Okay. So I've started at a point where I was quite, you know, modest about my prices, but when so I, you're really, yes, me I was underpricing, yes, I was yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what showed me that this could be big was when people had a higher perception ...of what it should be than I did, you know? Interesting. Um, and I guess I'm not saying I didn't see the value in it or I was underestimating. But, like I said, uncertainty, yes. you know? Um, and I think that was the first, the first instance that showed me that this could be big. And the type of people that were interested in it, you know, it showed volumes to me. And I think also... Those that have trusted us to do certain things and supply their entire operations with our products—that showed me that this could be big, you know.
1: Fantastic. So
0: it's, it's yeah.
1: So I, I guess the, the market was actually very responsive <laughs> yes. to your product, where, where you possibly had a very conservative outlook. Yes. Um, and that, and that, I guess, is something. For us to, to always be conscious of mm. Is that, you know, the sooner you can test the market mm. The better Because I think what we often do We've got these good ideas And we want to keep it to ourselves yeah, and, we wanna it, yes. and we want to perfect it And we want to get it right I mean, yeah. Percy, in your yo, world yo. If you're sitting there practicing how yo, to do yo, this, yo. These artworks, these installations Let me call them from mm. Salt And not showing <coughs> it to anybody people I'm sure people instantly responded when you did show them
2: Okay yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I think uh, let's just go back a bit uh, where where there was uh, when Joe Mafella died. Yes, I've been doing uh, the salt art for a while. Okay, and then Joe Mafella died, and then this other day I'm thinking I think it's two days or so a day a day after uh, his, his death. I'm thinking, okay, uh, let me just honor this guy like Joe Mafella has been like our. He's, he's Absolutely. sort of our, our father in a way, like he for is. entertainment. So I'm thinking, okay, let me honor this guy with the salt art. And then I decide, like, I'm, I'm alone at home. Okay. I remove all the tables and the chairs. I leave just a space, a plain space. So it's just the floor and me and the salt and my two brushes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm there working, uh three hours, uh, then Joe Mafella is finished taking, like, Okay, we, we, we can't, you, like, uh, truly you can't make, uh, you can't make it on your own. Okay. Even if you think you made it on your own, you can't. Like, what I did is, I took pictures, and that's a phone, someone dis- uh, d- uh, discovered a phone and stuff. <laughs> so he helped me to take a picture, someone discovered the camera. Now I'm posting on Facebook. Someone uh, discovered Facebook. Facebook. Okay. I'm posting on Instagram, I'm posting on Twitter. I go to sleep. Eh. Uh, Tomorrow morning when I wake up. Hey boss, you are trending, boss. <laughs> 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 like, okay, I'm trending. Yeah. Like, hey, we even saw you on what 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 what? Eh? Like seriously? Like, okay, that's 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 okay. I was all, already on my way to building this SS career, but that sort of sparked a very highly intense light. Like, okay, this could be even bigger than I imagined okay like okay my imagination was like from point a to point b but this could be even from point d or even z by that time uh, by the time uh, i finish with if, if i die may, uh, i might die knowing that i i pushed this to limits where i didn't even imagine
1: and i want to just talk about that a little bit because somebody else who was watching the story probably thought this guy posted pictures at night, woke up in the morning is an overnight success, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but but not, not really having the backstory, which you've started to share a little bit about um, um, with us. And I think that's, that's quite a nice point maybe for, for us to talk about as well, is you know, that moment when, when it, it does start to happen, but it's everything else that you've done <laughs> that, that got you to be ready for that moment.
2: Yeah, but from, from, from a viewer's perspective, they only see the end result yes. so that's why everyone is uh, overnight uh, uh they blow some yeah, success overnight because yes. they only see what uh what uh what just happened uh, recently but they they haven't seen Percy uh, starving uh, not even having uh, money for a bag of salt they haven't seen Percy going to work in the morning the first day he he got a job wearing those chicken bobos and stuff <laughs> <laughs> they haven't seen Percy with uh hair that looks like dreadlocks, but they're not dreadlocks. It's just, <laughs> I don't know where it comes. You see? So yeah, from a viewer's perspective, they only see the, the final part, but only if they get interested enough, then they'll, they start to learn that, no, this guy has been striving. This guy, this guy has been on uh, newspapers. This guy has been here. Yeah, this guy has even been uh, robbed and stuff. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. 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 So, but, if you 're focused enough and, and you sit down with the, with anyone who 's successful there 's a very big uh, very uh, uh, like a motivational story behind it
1: absolutely yes. and see andrea on, on your side in terms of you know after that moment then came and that that idea that people now assume that you 're an overnight success because the reality is what what people see on the media and what gets amplified is not the realities of business yes. right of the reality that you face on a daily basis to keep yes. this business. Um, afloat.
0: Yes, I actually think you know that's the important part of telling your journey. I think every business deserves a story. Yes, and every entrepreneur needs to relay the story, um, so that people aren't deceived by by what we instantly put up. You see, um, and I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yes, it's, 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 it's the story behind today. Um, and, and being honest about your journey, being vulnerable to the fact that this has happened. Paisley has been robbed. You know, he shouldn't sit and say, I've never been robbed. Life has been good. Yes. You yes. must relay these stories because people need to know when you're robbed as an entrepreneur, they've taken your sewing machines, they've taken this, they've taken that. What do you do? What did you do? Yeah. You know, how did you recover? Those are real life experiences that people experience, and people need to know um, how to get back from that because that's the entrepreneurial journey.
1: Yeah, but what are some of the challenges then that that you faced in your business? Um, business challenges, or just challenges that potentially could have said to you, mm, "This is not for me."
0: I mean, first and foremost, the procurement of the actual materials. You know, I mean, I'm I'm going through. Uh, Process where certain, uh, tires are becoming tubeless, uh, you know, and I quickly need to think, um, what do I do? You know, how do you engage this? How do yes. I engage this? Where do I source them? Because, you know, certain dealerships that may be around me immediate may be of those that only service passenger and four by four cars, you know. Who do I contact? Should I now be importing? Because there's also that um avenue where people are selling tire tubes. You know, they're allowing you to import to clean up their spaces internationally, um, to create your business, you know. Thinking of those different avenues, the type of conversations, it's also an industry where I'm not the only one that's using tire tubes to make things. You okay. know. People make gloves. people make brooms, people make you know. I see. So the conversation that you're having with your supplier, the agreement, the relationship you're building, um, it it, yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah. it's quite different in your space because um, whereas for for Siyabonga, he's he's sourcing the materials essentially it's waste material free of yes. charge. You you're buying your input material. So are you are you buying these tire tubes or are they yes. giving them to you? They're giving. Okay. Yeah. So um, and so there's so the input cost for you as well. is a similar model to what he's got. Yes. Ah, uh, okay yeah so for you the overnight success story do people do you hear that uh, narrative around yourself
3: yeah i i do sometimes a lot of times i eh? um, I think in my case, I would say um uh, I think as entrepreneurs people will see your article and then they will think you've made it, yeah, and then but at the same time, that doesn't mean that we should not be doing articles. Because we need exposure. Yes. So this is how I've dealt with that. I've taken that as an as a motivation to say, this is where I'm supposed to be. I've always told myself that if they think I've made it, then they see me um, three, three, three years down the line. Okay. They see my company... In in whatever space of time where I know I've made it, so I'll just because you know as an entrepreneur you've got the vision. You got to live in the future, not in the present. Absolutely. Because if you live in the present, the present is the real, is the reality, and the reality is a very bad situation. I mean, so 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 uh, that that makes me excited because it gives me more more energy to 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 push on, and and then it creates that. That environment for people to treat me like the 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 CEO of this company that is making millions, while I know I'm not making millions. <laughs> and, and, but you will be. Yeah, I know. I exactly, I know I will be. So, <laughs> and it projects my future value. So if it projects my future value, yeah. and then so it's like they now have faith in me. They now see what I've been saying In in, in, in my in my head Because I remember this other article This other newspaper company, News 24 uh-huh. They wrote an article, they said That a young man from Debian is taking on Giants <laughs> And I was saying to myself, I'm taking on Giants <laughs> <laughs> So when everybody everybody was telling me about that I was like, oh, I'm taking on Giants <laughs> So the media, is, is they're projecting our future
2: yeah, It's
3: just yeah. that you need to take that and embrace it But at the same time Take 1% of your time and have that reality. This this is where you are. But 99% live in the future because there's a very huge gap between where you are and where you yeah. Be. Yeah, yeah. And most of us really, really don't make it. And the reason they don't, we don't make it is because we lose faith along the way. Yeah. People don't believe in you along the way yeah. People, Along the way Nobody writes about you and calls you an entrepreneur my, a, 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 An IT tycoon You know what I mean yeah. So the moment they write about you The moment they play your video Showing you as one of the most high promising entrepreneurs It's like you're getting a certificate in advance You're getting a diploma <laughs> in your first year <laughs> So now you're studying And know everybody know that I'm qualified like when, when You know when Messi goes When Lionel Messi is going for a match and everybody know that Mets have already scored, but <laughs> Mets know <laughs> that they have not scored. Like Asian Bolt.
1: you see the the is on
3: Asian balls. No, but everybody say balls is a, is a bullet, mm. and boys they need to live up to that. You
1: still need to run that race. Exactly,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think um I, I take that as a blessing, and then really, really keep me going, and that really, really it it remodify how I look at myself. Because you can tell yourself that you're great, but when people tell you that you're great, it's something else. Yeah. Mm. When people say, talk about, you all the good things about you, then it changes people's perception. Absolutely, it works better for your brain. Yeah, is, you see what I mean. And besides that, it attracts the rights, the right people that you need. Mm. Because if nobody writes about you, nobody mm. will contact you. Yeah. First, yeah, I think that's where serving your
1: chest. did you have a did you have a comment on that as well? Okay, so just very quickly then, um, the future for your businesses Because I think you've, you've probably got to that point where for all of you, you're able to now grow into the next level, right? Because you don't want to be the up-and-coming entrepreneur forever yes. mm-hmm. You want to be an established enterprise because yes. that's really what you're thriving towards um, I'll start with you, Rhea, what, what do you see um, on the horizon for your business?
0: First things first, the business needs to recycle everything. You okay. know, I want us to be that entity that is known um, as the entity that recycles everything. Okay. You know, the go-to person for everything, you know, in terms of the type of materials you can recycle. But, you know, diving into different industries, I, I, I think I love the, the the challenge of being able to being able to um, service different industries, create different things, different challenges, because they don't all have the same challenges, you know. So satisfying their needs um, and, 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 yeah, growing beyond bags, definitely. Okay. Yes.
1: So when you say you want to work with different, re- recycling different materials to create product. Yes, to create so product. So you want to you wanna, uh, engage dif- other materials yes. and create other products potentially from those materials. Yes. Anything that you've considered that's looking interesting for you?
0: I mean, there's a lot, right? There's, for instance, your e-waste, you know, and your e-waste is compartments that you find in your cell phones, your fridges, your computers. Okay. That you get gold chips out of, you know, silver out of, you know, and that's the type of stuff I can be using to gold plate things or to um, create our zips or to actually make something out of that, you know, so deriving from those different um, components of different things and creating a final product instead of actually going and procuring it from from an uh, an everyday supplier.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And yourself, Percy, what's (sighs) what's the future holding for your business? You're an artist, so it's always weird to… Say to an artist, what's the future for your business?
2: Yeah, it is weird, man, because you know, art is very uh unpredictable.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think this is even one of the reasons why like I'm focusing more on art. We don't we don't have restrictions. Art has no uh rules of charging uh, how much you want you uh, like if you want to buy bread? You know, bread is, will range between this price and this price. Uh-huh. Artwork, if I invest enough on myself, like the way I'm pushing now, like if, if I push beyond this 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 uh, levels that I'm pushing, pessima Mela as as an artist uh, will be soon will be. Uh, a name to go to when, when you want something uh, very, very creative. When you want some... For example, like, if you go to a show now, let's say there's an event, you know there's going to be speakers and stuff. And yes. stuff. You know, it's, it's a normal routine. You go there, you sit down, they talk, you go out, you take tea, and then you <laughs> communicate with people, you exchange numbers, then you go home. Yes. Done. Now... That event uh, with Pesuma Email, that is memorable. Like you go there, they speak, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, okay, who's that? What is that? Is that salt?" Yes, now there's something more to talk about. When you go home, you're like, "Honey, you can't believe what I saw." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So, like, I'm growing my my brand, but uh, the important thing is here, you should have a timeline. Like, what I, what I've done is uh, I left well, I left my job then i calculated until when i'll be pushing for like i'll be branding myself and pushing myself uh, for certain clients cuz uh, actually I, I i do events like mostly my 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 clients are more like corporate events and stuff so they okay. they they book me to perform that salt art and stuff Okay. so i've i've given myself a time to do the marketing for that and it's it's promising so far but from there there should be step 2 and i've been telling my My, you know, my partner, my partner go high like, hey, baby, I'm, I'm going to step too soon. (laughs) So if you think, if you think or things were very uh, hectic and difficult, you, Joe, you should buy a parachute now. (laughs) 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 So I know there's going to be challenges, but then the, the the important things, uh, the important thing here is to embrace the challenges. If I know, if there's, there's going to be a fail, then embrace that fail and then start again. Absolutely. So th- don't settle on that field like mm. if if we all settled on that field we wouldn't be working now. Mm. We because as toddlers we had to toddle and now we work. So uh, that's that's how I I go day by day. Yes. Fantastic.
1: As yeah. on your side what do you what is um, on the horizon for the future of of your business?
3: Okay, uh we planning to remain in the tech space. we um, we planning to surprise ourselves. Okay. As much as we are we working on a couple of 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 products, but we believe in surprising ourselves. Because if we surprise, then we'll carry that momentum <laughs> that surprise element into the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 busy every day with brainstorming. Okay, because in our case, I mean, where for example, where I stay, I don't throw things away. I keep things. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just me. So, and the concept of keeping things as uh, 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 it's that it always it always give me that freedom to do anything that I feel like doing for that moment, because as much as I'm in the tech space. I believe there's so much that we can do as Africans. Like I've said earlier on, that our forefathers used to take certain things and recycle. So I believe recycling is in, is, is in our chains. Yeah. But back then they didn't do it for business. In our age, we're doing it for business. Absolutely. Only if they were doing it for business, we'd be the leading continent in the, in the whole world when it comes to recycling. Mm-hmm. So i, I I'm, I, I, I'm busy revisiting my childhood. Revisiting rural area. Mm-hmm. I believe out of all these things that these people are doing, we can come up with, with an amazing mm-hmm. organic, not only just products, organic,
1: first class products. Fantastic. Yeah. Because, yeah,
3: because, because, because if you look at the, the way the market is growing, especially the international market, they're more into organic. Organic is premium for them. And the good things about all these recycling, the availability. Mm. The availability is unlimited. Mm. You don't depend on a certain supplier to do a production and supply. So I think, as I was saying, I'm busy revisiting my childhood because I think with my child, there's a lot of funny things to tell. So those funny things, they make me laugh. When I'm laughing, I'm busy inventing. When I'm busy laughing, I'm busy making money because I mean, our philosophy in my organization is we want to have fun and make money. Mm. That's all I, we, Even when we exhibit We don't stay on, on, on I just tell him that Go and have fun yourself Because when I made my own First device I, I was having fun mm. So even up to now I want to have fun Because the day it becomes It will become a job for me Yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: great So we, we're, we're moving towards The end of the show um, And um, what I do Whenever I've got a guest On the on the show I ask them Towards the end to relatively simple questions and i'd like each of you um to offer your response to those questions the first one being um what is your vision for the country and for the continent very briefly so what is your vision for south africa what is your vision for the african continent and um i mean i don't know who wants to go first and and offer your vision i'll start with you because you, you're just talking now <laughs> you're on the okay roll.
3: cool <laughs> um <laughs> I think my my my, my vision for a continent is that um I like all the current dynamics engagement that are taking place uh politically and non-politically I like the fact that young people are very interactive they're challenging the systems because I believe that what leads to new inventions when we are told what to do about our fathers, when they want us to live according how according to how they view things, I believe life will be boring and we'll never be that highly transforming country. So I, I, in a nutshell, I'll say my vision is to see more young people out there embracing our weakness as a country, all the bad things about us, changing it for the better. Okay.
1: And how would you define disruption? You heard me earlier on introducing... You know the topic and the essence of the show. What does disruption mean for you?
3: Okay, I'll say disruption for me means moving out of your comfort zone. Yourself as a disruptor. Okay, disruption for me, uh, I'll say, it means um, changing the, the turning things the way they're not supposed to be and challenging the system. Okay, not only the system as in a corporate system, challenging how your ancestor used to
1: live. It's more like reinventing life. Yeah. Okay, it's reinventing so life. Disruption is reinventing life. I love that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, Rhea on your side, um, what's your vision for the for the country and and more broadly for the continent? And how would you define disruption for yourself?
0: I mean, I think I'll, I'll carry on more on his point where I do agree in saying that you know it's good that the youth and everyone now is you know trying to empower themselves, create, be in business, all of that, but. I think more importantly, it should be to an extent where we value ourselves. I mean, we were having a conversation with Percy earlier on where we were talking about, like Ossissia saying, certain things that are from... Back then, from our heritage, you know yes. these blanket bags that we used to have, and now you get big brands making them, you know, but if we at the first instant had the value in ourselves you know in our culture in this, and then showing it to the world not to complete, not to compete with them, but to cater to them, you know um. We would be in a different space, and I think that's the type of uh, approach where we shouldn't be looking for that stamp of approval anymore. Because I think I think we've got major talent, you Absolutely, know. Absolutely, yes. Um, and I think it's time now that we actually stood up and and rose up to the occasion. Not that we aren't. I think actually we were on the right path, you know. Um, so I, that's the vision that I have because we've got so much talent. We've got so many things we need to offer, mm. and and it's timely eh? so.
1: And defining disruption, for for
0: Defining disruption. Um. Yeah. Disruption for, for for me and everyone is bringing that discomfort. You know. Um. Going out of the norm, thinking differently, doing differently, um, reinventing, um, yeah.
1: Thinking differently I think is the core message there mm. So Percy As an artist um, What is your vision for, for a continent For the country And how would you define disruption for yourself
2: Oh, My vision My vision would be Very simple Let's have a goal as a country Let's have a goal as a continent That okay By this time uh, 10 years We have this thing to achieve. Then after we can have those small things that we do to achieve a certain thing. Like we busy trying to fix things while others are trying to mess them up. Like, so because everyone has their own, everyone has their own opinion and stuff. But we know there's like, this, this is a pyramid. There's like a king or there's like a president and there's like uh, all the other people who are down there. But then the thing is we, we, we're all working towards a certain good for our country. We are, we're all working towards a certain good for our continent. Let's hold hands, go like a train. And then if we're going to deliver something, let's deliver that at the end point. But then, oh, not, not saying but actually. And <laughs> as an artist, uh, there, there are a lot of kids out there who, who who are doing art. They don't have, they don't have that uh, support because art has been taken as a hobby. Yes, yes. Oh, you 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 had you had a moment where, where Sierra was talking about something, and then it, it it sort of sparked something in my brain. Uh, when you said what needs to be changed or something. Like the ed- our education, they're still teaching us. And they did okay. We still need to be taught the things that we are teaching. But then they need to upgrade. Man, like, how long has, has technology been here? And and then how how like how many schools are this uh, are, are teaching the same thing that's uh, in uh, up to standard right now? Like if you if you 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 upgrade the the education then. Kids, uh, our, our future kids will be something more than what we have. Because now we, we're still restricting ourselves as go to school, go to college, become an employee, uh, retire, die. Mm. Now there's like different things. There's people who who are picking up stuff, and then they, <laughs> creating, something they, they creating something new. creating something new. You can't teach someone at school that, but then you can, there's fundamentals for that. Like, okay, there's like backgrounds for that, that. Mm. Open your mind, like have an open mind. Yeah. Don't just uh, be is, is stagnant and stuff. Okay, so yes. it's
1: to expand the mind and to, and to have a really a broader horizon to what life yes. can be about. Yes. So we, we've reached the end of the show and before we conclude, um, uh, I'm going to ask you just very quickly um, how people can get hold of your businesses if they wanted to purchase some of your products, where do they get access to you? So very quickly, the contact details, um, the name of the company and how they get hold of you. And we'll just start with you, Percy, on your side.
2: Okay, um, my name is Percy Maimela, artist. If you go online, you can just say Google Percy Maimela, artist. Uh, Almost social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just say Percy Maimela, artist. My phone number is 081-576-1891. And if you want my email, because it's kind of complicated, just inbox me and then I'll uh, give you my email.
1: Fantastic. Thank you, Percy. And your rabbits on your side?
0: For us, you, for every single social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's KF Brands, um, B-R-A-N-D-S. And our website is www.kfbrand.com.
1: kfbrand.com. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. For me,
3: the name is Siabonga Ndolane. The cell number is zero seven nine seven double six five six one nine. Can I repeat it? The cell number is zero seven nine seven double six five six one nine. Our Facebook page is Ten Up Speakers, and my Facebook profile is Sebonga Innocent Dwalane.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you to our guests for joining us on the show. It's been fantastic. Um, All our guests on the show today um, are being hosted by T Systems at their annual Intouch Conference. So. Um, we look forward to hearing from them. We look forward to seeing Percy's installation of the salt art, uh, to listening to the speakers and to really experiencing KF Brand's products that have been upcycled from waste materials. Uh, thank you for joining us onto the show, to our sponsors, T-Systems, for making the platform possible, and to everybody who joined us today. We look forward for you to join us again on another installment of Disrupt with myself and Boomin Have a wonderful day. Cliffcentral.com